probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud, and joining me as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars mad fan and buddy out there. And if you're going to bullseye some womp rats, make sure you're flying a trusty T-16 Blyhopper. Oh, I like it. It's a naughty one. It's a vehicle-related one. You can see how we're slowly expanding. We're slowly expanding. Well done, Matty. I love it, mate. I love it. How on earth are you, Mr. Jabba? The HUD. I'm all right. I've um I've lost touch with my roots tonight. I've got a aloe vera strawberry flavored drink tonight. It's got bits of aloe vera plant in it. It's really nice. So I'm digging that. Other than that, buddy, I'm we've got a good week ahead for the session. So I'm looking forward to cracking on. But yeah, good weekend and all that. But how about yourself? Ah, uh, mate, it's always a good weekend, mate. It's always a good week with the sessions, though. So, um, yeah, I've I've had a pretty spicy weekend. Seeing family, I had a cheeky, uh, naughty little Chinese yesterday, Ooh. which was pretty good, mate. Pretty good, you know me, Hong Kong, uh, sweet and sour chicken, Hong Kong style, mate. Nice, banging, nice. banging, egg fried rice, chicken chow mein. We got our roast pork curry, yes. Chinese style, and Chinese spicy chips on the side, and a chicken chow mein. You know that's what's going down. Oh, and he keeps that svelte beefcake figure even whilst eating mm. all that. Oh, mate, we destroyed it. Although, I, do you know what? I, f- I feel like a, a massive rock once I've eaten a Chinese. I don't know yeah. what it is, but I just I go into a coma. Yeah. Um, but other than that, mate, you know, it's, it's been pretty naughty. You know, the weather's come back. It's so warm. Mm. It's so warm. We've officially switched from uh, proper duvet to just sheet in our flat. So, you, you know, that's when it's it summer. That's it, mate. That's it. But how are you otherwise? We're, I mean, we, we all good? Yeah, not so bad. Uh, I'm very. I was very happy to see this week that we had a. We got a new patron, so we're going to shout oh. out Luke Bly, who's joined the ranks. Uh, it is none other than Matilda Backland Larari. Now, excuse the pronunciation if that is the case. I know there are some accents in there. I believe Matilda's from Sweden. Uh, but thank you so much for joining our Patreon, Mandem uh, Matilda. Um, because you've joined at the Sith Lords are our speciality tier, which is a pretty spicy tier. So thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Honestly, Matty Boy, I think we got to do like maybe a Star Wars Sessions Extra at some point, just showing how how much positivity and, uh, you know, brilliant, brilliant stuff the patron has done for this podcast. I I fully agree. Everyone, all of our, we love all of our listeners and the Patreon, the Patreon, what that has done for us in order to get us new equipment, which we used to rove around at Comic Con, the stuff we use now, uh, the, the obviously the engagement, the community engagement, the shows we get to put out, so we get to talk Star Wars in our own shows and podcasts as well, so we get a pint together. It's it's been crazy. And Matilda, honestly, thank you so much for signing up at that particular tier. Speaking of extra. You'll also get to go host an SWS Extra at some point during the next 12 months, as is your tier reward. And everybody else who's on that tier, we're going to start bashing yours out in the coming weeks. So don't worry about that. But yeah, honestly, anything we can do to repay all of our listeners who are legends and the patrons, I'm up for. 
Yes, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. So thank you so much. And Matilda, send in a voice note letting us know how to pronounce your name, please, because we're probably butchering it. And I we, say Lorraine, I reckon. Lorraine, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I I maybe. I, I don't know the A's with the dot dots in, on top of them, but I know the O. I know the O with a dot dot is like a U instead of a O. <laughs> I know that just because... Mm-hmm. Just because of my work, I deal with a lot of Nordic people. So, um, yeah, there we go. Fun fact. But other fun facts, matey boy, is that, you know, another week, another Galactic News Round. And it is a spicy one. I can hear Big Ben Kenobi's chimes. Here they are. EA and Lucasfilm have confirmed that the next Star Wars video game will be titled Star Wars Squadrons and will be released later this year. From a certain point of view, Strikes Back will see 40 new short canon stories set during the events of The Empire Strikes Back and will also be released later this year. Star Wars Celebration 2020 has been rescheduled to the 18th to the 21st of August 2022, keeping it in Anaheim, California. Hello, this is Ahmed Best. I am Jar Jar Binks in the prequels of Star Wars. And you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, which is probably the UK's best Star Wars program. Now, last week, we discussed our favourite moments from The Rise of Skywalker, a movie Luke and myself, we have a ton of problems with it, but we enjoy it nonetheless as it's part of the saga. This week, though, we're joined by a naughty guest who has been spending a lot of time with the other side of the coin, Colin Trevorrow's Jewel of the Fates. In fact, he's been producing a series of audio adaptations of Trevorrow's alleged script, as part of the Jewel of the Fates podcast. So I'm glad to say tonight we're joined by Jamie Dew, uh, the producer at Dura Podcasts and creator of said Jewel of the Fates podcast. How are you doing, Jamie, mate? I am great. Thanks for having me. Not no worries. It's good to hear from you. Yeah, it's lovely to hear from you. And you are coming in from Canada, is that right? That's right. Oh, beautiful. Uh, Toronto, Ontario. Ah, oh, the six. Canada. That's right. Oh, That's mate. where the Hockey Hall of Fame is in Toronto, isn't it? It is, yeah. So I'd very much like to go there as well. So when you come here for a beer, we'll reciprocate and go there to, for a beer and hockey. I like it. <laughs> oh, mate. That is the dream. That is the dream. Okay, Jamie, mate. Uh, if you don't mind, we'll get stuck into it, okay? So sure. we all know, uh, and our listeners know, that we covered the Jewel of the Fates script leak uh, a few months ago. Obviously, Colin Trevorrow was hired to do the original episode nine, and he was let go. They had, quote unquote, creative differences. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Um, but anyway, anyway, it's leaked. We know the other version, which is sometimes a good feeling and at other times a bit frustrating. And I know Matty Boy and myself, you know, since sitting on the rise of Skywalker. And like you said, Matt, you know, we did the last week's episode and we really went to town on the positives of the rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we made a concerted effort to do that because we know that Tross just isn't our favorite Star Wars film. Has great moments in it though. Yeah. But as as this has gone on, 
over the last six months, I I still can't help but think about Trevorrow's episode nine, Duel of the Fates. And Jamie, that is where you come in, mate. Why did you guys start this project? What is the history behind this project? And and really for our listeners, what what is it? That's a great question. And uh, I think I think the best answer is reading, you know, I got access to the script. So I think probably like, like you, um, it leaked. And when it leaked, the, you know, the, the first leak was sort of, um, just like a summary. Right. And then the actual script leaked and then the concept art leaked. Mm -hmm. And when the script leaked, I got my hands on it and read it and really thought it was a, you know, a fun story. Like I thought, I, I like you guys enjoyed Rise of the Skywalker, or the Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> um, but not my favorite by you know by any stretch. And there were elements of this story that I read that just jived a little bit more with the Last Jedi and the Force Awakens, and even going back to Clone Wars. So I, I really found that intriguing and the story intriguing. And then we were coupled with the idea of being shut in with COVID. And it became sort of a challenge project. It was like, can we do this remotely? So it was like, I've been producing podcasts for a little while, and I've I've got a bunch. And I think that um, this was, you know, just a really cool challenge, a nine-part podcast. It was going to be a challenge to dissect the script into nine coherent chapters and you know, that was going to be a challenge. And then the COVID part was going to be a challenge. And then just getting somebody to score it and do sound effects on it. And mm. like, how are we going to do it? So, you know, there was two sort of angles. One was the story angle was, was great. And I thought that it deserved to be heard by more people. And the second one was just sort of like, Ooh, this seems like it could be fun. <laughs> mm. Fair enough. And um, how have you actually been? Because you mentioned obviously the COVID situation, and on that we do hope you're all keeping well over there in yourself. How have you actually been doing it then? So, you be, have you been getting guys to Skype or Zoom in, or have you been doing it via some other um, voice program that we're unaware of? Because, we, like you said, if you're having to, you're having to send it off to be scored, so it's a big deal, and you're getting and you're putting out episodes week by week, so. Firstly, yeah, how are you actually getting the guys to record their parts? And secondly, that's a quick old turnaround. Yeah, well, basically, uh, thanks. Um, <laughs> basically, what what I did was I did a lot of pre-production. So on March 23rd, I decided I was going to do this. And so then that took going through the script, you know, doing some casting and, um, you know, informing them that it wouldn't be uh, you know, in a, in a single place, it would be from their own home and they'd be calling into me. I use a program similar to Zencaster. It's called remotely. And that's how we recorded the whole thing. So basically the weekend of April 18th, um, all the parts we recorded, I divided it up into like sort of sessions, you know, like if there was a few scenes with a few similar characters, I would bunch those together. I tried to keep the core you know, group together to record as much as they could together. Cause you're allowed up to eight people in this room, in a room on remotely. So that's, you know, that's how we did it. We recorded it all at once. And then I went through and edited it and cataloged it by character. And then every week, um, 
I basically cut that apart and turn it into the episode using the script. I record the narrative. Then I send it off for special effects, like uh, sound effects rather, to uh, a friend of mine has a production company. So I got him to do that. And then my partner in crime is Casey Lyons. He played Luke Skywalker in the in the screenplay, in the Duel of the Fates. And um, he's also a composer. So he was like, this would be a really cool challenge for me. And it would be something I would like to try. And so he became the final link in the loop and he scores it and then mixes and masters it. So um, we're about a week ahead of schedule. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sitting at three weeks ahead of schedule. So I started cutting episode nine today. Nice. Um, and then Ironic. by the end of the week, by the end of the week, it'll go off to uh, the special effects people and yada, yada. So it goes sort of like that. Does that answer your question? uh i think it does yeah thank you (laughs) have you had any challenges though to recording this because like you say remotely i mean we have challenges with this software sometimes with uh, connection issues but uh, do you have any challenges uh whilst whilst, uh, recording so many people oh yeah there was i mean there was bandwidth issues uh and you can hear it in the screenplay as well um different people use different microphones Mm -hmm. they have different microphone techniques um, you know, there's noise, uh, like, uh, ambient noise in the background that is, you know, particular to one particular actor because like Zencaster records each person on a separate track. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's that angle and, uh, that, that was a real challenge and it's more of a challenge for Casey doing the final mix to try and get, um, characters at a similar level that, like I say, you know, may have had some technical issues or um, just had difficulty in, you know, the actual production of the thing. And then there was, you know, all the silly little things like, you know, one time we went through, gosh, we were probably through three scenes and I realized I hadn't pushed record, you know, stupid (laughs) stuff like that. You're like, oh man, I got some gold here and I don't have any of it. Oh, how do you tell your actors that? That's so terrible. (laughs) <laughs> yeah once more with feeling line <laughs> yeah right yeah that's it that is it hey we've had that feeling haven't we mate boy you know? <laughs> a few times and uh <laughs> yeah it never has been my fault um <laughs> yeah. but nevertheless no i mean the project jamie is fantastic and I, you know dare i say right right now especially it is very unique and the reason I say that is obviously there's very popular YouTubers out there and people part of the Star Wars community or pop culture community who have created these brilliant short animations or clips or montages, summaries, whatever you want to call them, of what Jewel of the Fates would look like. And now obviously you've come along and you've done an audio drama. You know, is, is, that's, is that fair to say? Would you describe it as an audio drama? That's what, yeah, I've really struggled with what to call it, like a radio series or an audio drama or yeah. podcast seemed like a little disingenuous, but, uh, you know. No, but it it kind of is. The format is podcast, but, you know, the heart is, it's that, it's like classic radio drama. Yeah. And that's what George Lucas loved when he was a boy, didn't he? He used to love listening to lots of audio dramas um, right. in, in, in his um, household, which is cool. Um, now, the thing is, mate, you've you've kind of, You've put me in an awkward situation, Jamie, you and your team. Um, because do you know what? When when we covered Jewel of the Fates a few months back, I was still in kind of Camp Skywalker. I was still like, you know what? I'm I'm kind of glad we got Rise of Skywalker, to, to be honest, because 
to all of the fates, there's some crazy stuff going on, you know, left, right, and center. And we'll, and we'll go into that. Um, but I tell you what, with, uh, and I don't know if it is just, you know, is it testament to the, the script writing, to Colin Trevorrow, to his team, and to you guys? It's probably a mix of both. But you have done it in such a way that I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, you know what? I really want to see that film. I really, oh, wow. really, really want to see that film. And I am a, a, you know, I love Star Wars. It's my favorite mythology. But the way you guys have done it, even, you know, just simple things, mate. You're, the voice actors you've got are brilliant. Are brilliant. When, and it sounds daft, but I know when Rose is talking. Before, just like that, I'm like, oh yeah, that's Rose. And I know, you know, you got, I don't even think you realize how well this <laughs> has done. And um, I was like, because uh, I know um, we, we we basically connected a few weeks ago. I was like, Matty boy, have you listened to any of this yet? And Matt, Matt was like, no, no, I've not yet. Uh, what are you thinking? I'm like, mate, you need to listen to this. I'm three episodes <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I checked out those three episodes. Oh. I was like, right. Get on the blower. Call Jamie yeah. up. He's coming on the show. Because right. I was, I was actually on the side of Jewel of the Fates just on that. Because Lukey Boy wasn't quite so hot on it when we first heard the leak. I was into it because it connected a lot more canonically than the Rise of Skywalker. But um, yeah, once I heard the first three, man, I echo what Luke said. Yeah, oh, that's absolutely. so kind of you. Wow, thank you so much. Yeah, those voice actors, right? Like, um, they did a really good job. Yeah, I got very lucky. Yes, mate. Well, well, it's it's a mix of it must be a mix of of you, you know, all your being fortunate and whatnot, but also the skill of assembling something like this, mate. Because I'm I'm sitting here and I'm thinking you're, you're sitting here on this podcast telling me, yeah, we just we did it during lockdown. I w- you have just surprised me again because I'm like they must have been planning this since like February, surely, surely. No, this and no, you've you've fast. just flipping done it. On, in, and with the time off and that's that's very commendable because it doesn't sound like that it is fantastic and are, are you reading these lines the lines you do on the production are they directly from the script or do you change anything to suit i've made a couple i've made like a really couple minor changes i added something i've, I've moved scenes around a couple times and i've uh changed a little bit of that dialogue when it was because it was unfinished, right? It was just, I think it was the first or second draft. So there are some, there are actual typos in it, right? And so I had to fix that. Um, occasionally, I'll emphasize something that I feel needs emphasis, um, you know, in a in a different way with a with a different word. But really, this is this is Don, uh, Connolly and Trevorrow's script. Like this is, I think they did a really really good job. Uh, I would have loved to have seen a final draft, you know, like, like what does this look like after a few paces, you know? Yeah. That's we it, have, mate. We have to give props to Derek Connolly as well, because he's the co-writer of this screenplay. But I mean, we're on to, we're on to episode six now. Episode six actually dropped today in terms of the day of recording. And I listened right. to that uh, this morning. I made it my, with my uh, cornflakes this morning. I listened to Chill of the Face. <laughs> uh, honestly, I'm really digging it. And the, um, and the after show, which is hosted by the uh, guys from Star Wars TV Talk podcast, John and Zach. Uh, I love hearing them diving into the episode as well. And um, for those who are 
haven't heard of Jewel the Fates or would like to read more about it, we are going to dive into just little plot points here and there. We're not going to necessarily talk about episode 789 because we haven't got to those points yet, but we may mention parts of the first six um, episodes. But I wanted to ask you, because I'm enjoying all of them, but I really, really dug episode six. Out of these six, have you got a particular favourite one or, or, or that you enjoyed recording the most? Or actually, you said you'd split them into segments. Do you have a segment, like an episode you enjoy the most? Well, I really thought episode five was great, but I won't lie to you. I was cutting episode six two weeks ago mm. when America was, you know, absolutely falling apart mm-hmm. and there were protests all over the world. And one of them happened to be um, uh, attended Boyega. yeah, by John Boyega. And to see him in action and be cutting at the same time, be cutting his scenes with Dade and that that group, mm. uh, that underground group on Coruscant, that was wild to me because it was like, oh my gosh, um, Armand, who played Finn, was actually scheduled to be on Talking Fates that week, but I pushed it back so that he could be on this coming week so he could speak to his performance in you know, this episode with that big speech and you know, really rallying this underground of, of, of people together to rise up and, you know, form something um, that symbolizes hope for the galaxy. Right. <laughs> so um, I thought that was really far out. So I've, I've really dug uh, uh, episode six as well. I liked how it ended. I liked the clanking and I thought that was really, you know, sort of powerful. But uh, my favorite so far in terms of just wall-to-wall action and what happens in it is episode five, when Ray and Chewie and Poe get into the um, fight on Bonadan with the Knights of Ren. It's pretty spectacular. And we get a nice reveal in that episode as well, you know, that we finally learn that, um, you know, the Knights of Ren are responsible for uh, a little bit more in Ray's history than she might have thought prior to this. Mm, yeah i loved and and this is the thing you've already mentioned it mate you know the way this this concept and jewel of the fates ties the whole trilogy together but also the whole saga together you know what you've just said case in point you know with ray um i think the way they deal with her character is is better it's better uh in my opinion um tor Vallum, that's an interesting one, right? Because I'm pretty sure, listen, mate, like we've had a, a few weeks ago, we, we all know about it. Like the internet went crazy for it. The um, Snyder Cut is coming out, long story mm, short, yes. right? People people have been going crazy for it. And I put out a tweet saying, um, that hey, what's the chances of a JJ Cut coming out? Or something similar, right? Because the baby head, yeah, with some spider thing on it, that's been a thing for a while and that was meant to be in the rise of skywalker we we know there is there is so much in like that was just left somewhere and it it exists It, it definitely hands down exists um and so for me it just seems like 
there's so many elements that the Rise of Skywalker, you can see they clearly developed from Jewel of the Fates, you know, case in point, um, the resurrection, you know, the, the force powers and stuff, you know. The, That's right, the, yeah. The, there's a lot of things that, that you kind of get from this. Um, but really, I, wanna, I want to look at some of my favorite bits about the Jewel of the Fates, especially because the way you guys have done it. And I guess this will convey for our listeners, this will show them really – why I've had kind of a change of heart with this and why I'm now kind of capital of fate. Thanks. Thanks to you guys. Um, Ray and Poe's relationship, you know, but I, at first I struggle with it. And if I'm, if I'm being honest, I'm still not sure if I'm definitely down for it, but I get why it works with this story. I right. get it. And their romance seems to make more sense to me than than Raylo does right now. And listen, there are pros and cons to all of them. Like I I really like Finn and Ray being together. Um but but the way it's done on your production is is fantastic, you know, but it's not just that. It's the Coruscant skyscrapers. You know, I'm there when I'm yeah. hearing it. I'm there. And like what you just said, when Finn is inspiring that revolution and then you hear the old woman, it's the old woman like tapping something on the bars, yeah, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Something right. like that, right? Yeah. And then everyone starts to join in and everyone's getting like uplifted by it. Everyone's getting rowdy about it. And at that moment, I kid you not, I was just, I, I was washing up while doing it. Yeah. Which, which I do a lot of, I, I wash up and I stick a podcast in and, <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, I was washing up and I kid you not, mate, I had the ha- the hairs on my arm were, were, were sticking straight up. Wow. Yeah, in that moment, I was like, mate, cause the thing is, I could picture it. Yeah. I could picture it. And there are moments from Jewel of the Fates that just seem to work. They just seem to be like the natural way for the saga to go, for this trilogy to go. And that is one of my biggest issues with the rise of Skywalker is that it seems to not have that. It, it seems to not want – it doesn't seem to tie the whole saga together well enough in my liking a lot of that falls down to palpatine being in it and and yes and that's not to say with a few adjustments and a few you know maybe a little bit extra footage a bit more breathing space rise of skywalker would be a phenomenal film but that's that those are just a couple moments that i absolutely adored what about you matty boy what do you reckon Uh, i agree with um when the revolution began with the of all the uh of, of all of the everyone uprising I love that, and it is pertinent to what's going on now, like I say, Boega. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. I was waiting for you to say, Luke, that you started, you know, smashing your wooden spoon against the side and joining in. Um, <laughs> actually, I re- the reason I mentioned this episode is is for that reason. Finn um, comes face to face with the stormtrooper, has him take his helmet off, and he starts to put the seed of doubt in his mind as the, uh, the first order really what you think they are. Then you get those big, like the um, what they call beef troopers, the beefcakes come in. And start um, uh, start basically assaulting families and kids in Coruscant. The stormtroopers there are looking at each other like, "Is this what we signed up for?" And then, like, so you get that bit at the end, and it's starting to build now. And that's what I'm thinking. Yes, from the Finn we saw in Episode Seven to the one we saw in Episode Eight when he was uh, became part of the resistance, and then he sort of saw DJ's message and then decided to join anyway. This felt right for the character. And um, like Lando, he, he he's in this episode. Leia tries to recruit him, and Lando's like, "Look, I I've done. We've won the war once already. I'm not doing it again." I was like, "That sounds. That seems right." 
Hux trying to use the force is hilarious. Uh, I think General that's, Hux has done so well. Twist, right? It is a great twist. I love how <laughs> Hux has done so well in the screenplay and in the podcast. Whoever plays Hux deserves a pat on the back because I love that character. And for me, just seeing any more Rose, because I think she's violently underused in the Rise of Skywalker. And I don't mean this to be a Rise of Skywalker bashing, bashing session, as I always say. With another script rewrite or two, that film would have been spot on. But um, yeah, so there's an awful lot in these first six episodes I like. The Mortis stuff, I'm looking forward to how that develops within the course of the final three episodes because that was one of the sticking points we had. We were like, how is this going to work? But so far, buddy, I'm I'm really, really in, in, enjoying what I see. But for you then, Jamie, have um, what what kind of appreciation have you taken a, uh, from Duel of the Fates now? Because obviously you've spent a long time uh, obviously studying the script, working on it, listening to it back and forward. You know, what kind of appreciation do you have of this script? And have you actually found any greater appreciation for The Rise of Skywalker because of this? Okay. Um, In terms of this script, in terms of Duel of the Fates, yeah, I I have gained an appreciation for it for sure. I think um, as as I've gotten more familiar with it, the, the thing that always really stuck me with The Rise of Skywalker was how quickly... It was um, it was in terms of timeline after the Last Jedi. Yeah, but a year there was later. a lot of stuff that we didn't that we didn't get to see. Um, there's a lot of stuff that we didn't get to see in Duel of the Fates. It's like six years later or seven years later. So there's a lot more. There's a lot of fertile territory there for like books and you know television properties and all sorts of cool stuff. But even more than that, we can imagine you know, like what went on between Ray and Poe and, and Rose and Finn on their, you know, on their missions in, in the interim and how they've really developed this relationship rather than have it sort of, um, you know, sort of ham handed in the rise of Skywalker. It's like, we're supposed to just believe, you know, like everybody's friends and that's why it works out, but we never got to see them become great friends. Um, and we don't get to in duel of the fates either, but there's that, space <laughs> there's that space where it's like you can you know you can imagine uh and that to me is something that i just think they did a really good job with i think starting it later making ray um you know a confident jedi there's a parallel to return of the jedi you know in a big yeah. way when we see luke in return of the jedi he is not who we saw in the empire strikes back and i feel like there's that same sort of reveal when she reveals her black robes you know, um, coming out of disguise on, uh, on Kuat. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's so neat. She just kicks ass and very similar to that moment that I had as a, as a 10 year old in the movie theater, watching that happen with Luke Skywalker, you know, that, that just was badass to me. That, that was just great in terms of, in terms of greater appreciation for the rise of Skywalker. Um, similar it's, it's time. Um, I feel like JJ was hamstrung. Um, he was basically given the production and then told to turn it around in less than the amount of time that he had to, that any of the other directors had to turn something around. He had like two years and he didn't have a story. They weren't going to use that script. So, I mean, they obviously use elements of it. Um, as mm. you can see that Conley and Trevor, I'll get a, a mention in the, screenwriting credits um 
so I really feel like I appreciate, you know, it's, it's hard to say working on a project like this is anything like working on a movie, but you know, in, in the, in the abstract in that, you know, that sort of construct of me saying, working on a big project like this and him working on a big project like this. I can't imagine being given a project like that and then being told to turn it around when he was told to turn it around. And I think that what we got based on that was pretty darn good. You know, it just, it's, it's missing things for me. There's stuff that it's missing and I, but I'm not here to disparage it. Like it, it's a fine movie and I ate mm. a whole bucket of popcorn watching oh, yeah. it. It was great. <laughs> you know, it looked gorgeous. Um, but uh, he could have used more time. <laughs> Fantastic. What a lovely level-headed way to look at it. And, and Matty Boy, we kind of pride ourselves a little bit on trying to be, you know, look at things from both sides, try to be balanced on a lot of things. You know, we don't blindly just praise everything Star Wars poops out. But, you know, um, we also look at a lot of things and go, do you know what? A lot of work went into that, clearly. And you can watch the um, Skywalker Legacy documentary on on the Rise of Skywalker Blu-ray or on Disney Plus now. And and you can clearly see the love that went into this production. You can clearly see that. But you can also see, like you said, the stress of the time constraint. You can tell that they were kind of making things up as they went along a little bit. And once again, Jamie, I look back at what you guys have done with this Jewel of the Fates audio drama and podcast, and I look at it and I go, why on earth did we get something so different? Because this is good. This is really, really good. So why did they change it so much? And I have a couple ideas on this. I do have a couple ideas on this. Um, and I think it might even come down to one person. I'm going to go out on a limb here and I, I'd love to hear your um, thoughts on it because one of the people who I think uh, is absolutely brilliant in Jewel of the Fates is Princess Leia. Mm. And Obviously, we hear her message with the beacons, like the going around the galaxy. I mean, that scene as well in the, in the audio um drama it is fantastic jamie you know you've got all the um species from around the galaxy tuning in so to speak watching it and you're watching their reactions even a little cameo there from um boss yeah. <laughs> yeah brilliant it's brilliant it's so, it's so good and it's such a tiny detail but it seems bigger it seems bigger and more alive and maybe just has a little bit more purpose but i digress how would have leia worked in this script because and that's one of the things i've noticed is that there's a lot of new dialogue here in jewel of the face and i was thinking you know the person the the actress you have she does a great job but you know they probably would have had to recast her right to make this work you would have had to have recast Princess Leia, right? Oh, and you just couldn't do that, could you? Like, I mean, you just wouldn't be. I, I don't think you'd be allowed. But they would have. They would have had to. This is a funny one. What do you think on this, Matty boy? Because I, I feel, I feel really torn with this because I'm, I'm all. I always feel like story should become, should come way before real life and 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 sometimes character. Well, this is it. So, um, well, I think we've mentioned it before that for me, because I totally agree with you, story comes first 
And the same was when we got Olden there and right playing Han Solo. How Olden wasn't doing Harrison Ford. He was playing Han Solo. Now that, that Harrison isn't Han and vice versa. So anyone can theoretically step into the shoes of General Leia. Anyone can be Kylo Ren going forward. But there are just certain characters, I think, which just transcend boundaries. And to go into episode nine and have somebody else playing General Leia, have a scene maybe of her speaking to Ben. It doesn't, it, it, my mind wouldn't be able to get around it. The fact that I was like, this it's like Anchorman, like you're not Ron. It just wouldn't have worked fully for me, even though <laughs> to, if it meant getting a better story, absolutely. We, we recast and you just do it. But there's something about the character of general and everything that the character stood for and Carrie Fisher stood for and how the two of them almost became the same. I don't know. I mean, again, that's why I'm not paid the big bucks. Obviously I don't, I wouldn't have, if it was up to me, then I would have, I wouldn't have recast, but, Obviously, I haven't got a $250 million budget behind me. And a lot of people saying, look, we need to get a good story out of this. We can't have sentiment get in the way. So the sentimental side of me says I couldn't recast. But as you quite rightly say, I mean, story comes first. And if the story called for it, maybe they would have had to. What do you, what do you think about that, Jamie? Especially being from the perspective of someone who has effectively produced Episode nine, directed and produced episode nine, and just a different version of that. What what are your thoughts on that? Well, I could tell you that somebody recently in the last couple of weeks sent me a script that is Duel of the Fates, but they rewrote it. So they did a new draft. Mm-hmm. And they actually changed General Leia to General Calrissian and oh, wow. General Antilles. Oh. So they have Leia's part split by Lando and Wedge Antilles. And um, it's effective, but it's not as effective. I think you have to have Princess Leia in it, which would mean either you do like motion cap or you do um, you recast it. And I think both of those choices would be difficult to imagine. Uh, I, I think you know, especially the the you know the Twitter based fan base now. Boy, oh boy, it would it would explode upon itself. <laughs> it would be mm. just devastating. So I, you know, I I don't think you could do it. But this begs the question: He was Trevor was fired prior to Carrie Fisher passing away, mm-hmm. if if I'm not mistaken. Which means to me, I mean, nothing has ever really come out. But to me, the only thing that they could have been judging him on then, if nothing has come out is this draft or one of the drafts of the script. And, you know, I, I, I like to imagine that it's, you know, somebody, an artist saying, well, this is my vision of the story and Disney saying, you know, this is, we need to make some big changes and him saying, well, if we're going to make big changes, then get somebody else to do it because this is my story. Ooh. And, you know, but we don't know. We, we don't know why Colin Trevorrow no. was, taken out of the mix and i don't know that we ever will know and that's a major part of this puzzle is it the script was it personalities like what was it i think we need to split up and look for clues (laughs) 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 but honestly i i've got that it's funny you should say that uh jamie because i've got a note literally under that that i've written and i said why did colin go like why what what is it I don't get it. I don't get it because I'm also looking at this script and I'm like, what is 
Is is there something offensive here? Is there something that's not part of anyone's plan, so to say? You know, I'm I'm, I'm thinking right. Maybe would would have Kathleen Kennedy not wanted this to have happened? And listen, I'm not I'm not necessarily anti Kathleen Kennedy. I, no, I think she could have done a, a better job in organising this. That goes without doubt because, like you said, you know, getting rid of Colin Trevorrow and and team. And bringing in J.J. Abrams later, the, the missed opportunity for work in that time anyway is waste. That is yes. so, there is so much waste going on. And then you're giving a dude a project to do with such limited time. And you, you can see how it's, we're going full circle on this, on this topic because it leaves someone with not enough time. And, and you can see that in even the way Rise of Skywalker plays, you know, we, Matty Boy and I always have a joke about, and I always say, you know, mate, like this this film, it feels like a Star Wars film on crack. You know, like it just does not stop. It doesn't stop and breathe. Oh, we got to go here. Oh, and, and then this. Oh, Palpatine, yeah, made Snoke. Anyway, next, bang. Right. Uh, like, whoa, guys, slow down. And, You're and again, so right when you say that, because, like, I mean, right from the, the opening phrase of the crawl, right? Like, the dead speak it's like from that moment on it's like what the hell like you're reading that and you're like what the hell i think palpatine is the key to this and i generally mean that as well i think i think after the last jedi came out and so and a portion of the fan base didn't like it and were very uh vociferous in voicing their opinion i think what had had the last jedi been well received this is my hot take jewel of the fates stands colin trevorrow stays on the Last Jedi wasn't rare received. I think the studio execs and producers at Lucasfilm got cold feet and started to uh, started to shake a little bit and think, right, we need to do something big to get people back on board. And then they said, we made, and in the Skywalker Legacy, somebody mentioned Palpatine on the round table. 30 seconds later, he's in the film. I think the reaction to The Last Jedi caused them to really, really go, uh, like throw all their plans out the window and just, throw anything at the dartboard and see what's stuck and it ended up being let's bring Palpatine back because this is what the fans want this will get everyone back on board and man a fan service is great when it's pulled off where you only have to look at everybody says it but look at Infinity War and Endgame you know people lap that up Jewel of the Fates had more crowd pleasing fan service moments in terms of the planets we went to and things like that but it didn't have that big moment in it if that makes sense and I mean that in the best way possible because I really like the screenplay Whereas Rise of Skywalker, you can be like, look, you know, Palps is back. Well, let's chuck that in the trailer. That's a selling point straight up. Jewel of the Fates hasn't got that kind of big Palpatine character. No. Instead, it's got the right. characters which we've grown to love in the sequel trilogy developing in their own story. And the old, the old guard are helping as they should do and are kind of secondary tertiary characters. So rather than focusing on the characters they developed, they chucked in Palps to try and as a Hail Mary. And I think for me, I think that's what, why they binge Trevorrow out of just a uh, very expensive knee-jerk reaction. That would be disappointing disappointing to learn. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But I genuinely think there is more to this story than we think. I I really, really believe that because this just... It doesn't make much sense, you know, because obviously you can tell by the script, right? And I'm once again listening to... Jewel of the Fates, your Jewel of the Fates, Jamie. Um, you can really tell how this 
feeds back to the rest of Star Wars. Like you mentioned earlier at the start of Clone Wars, even, you know, it's, there are hints to a lot of different things. And it's like, you can almost tell this has been crafted with people who know their Star Wars. The Kuat shipyard is a great dive into canon. Yes. Yeah, there's lots of different things, mate. Even like, again, is is this original? I don't know. Life, the Life Day reference, is that original? I would think so. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's in the script for sure. Yeah. Because Rose says that, that. hey, like Rose is like, oh, something about Life Day when, when she's with Hux. And I'm like, brilliant. Because that's a joke they used in the Mandalorian in the end, anyway. But in, in that moment, I was like, oh my days, that's brilliant. That's so good. And I know in, in, I could, yeah, but Rose, in, and I'm not a big fan of Rose as a character in The Last Jedi. Uh, Matt is more pro oh, Rose. Rose, as he's already expressed. Love he Rose loves too. Rose. But anyway, um, what they did to her in Rise of Sky, Skywalker, again, is, is, is shocking, to be honest. Um, but you can clearly see Jewel of the Fates. Rose is playing a nice part in it. You know, she's doing stuff and she's involved in the script again. You know, and it's, it's just, it seems like there's more care in it. And I think that is not just down to the script. That is not just down to Colin Trevorrow. That is down to you and your team and the way you've done this, the way you have interpreted it. Um, you know, like anyone can go read something, right. But you know, you, 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 someone who can really read brings things to life and they, they can, um, you know, show the audience, audience what's going on. And that's what, that's what you guys have done. Um, and honestly, I think this is one of the best star Wars fan productions I've ever experienced in my life. And I, I really no. mean that And I was <laughs> saying this, you know, and I'm not just saying this cause you're here. I'm not just saying this in in general, but Matty Boy, the first time I messaged you about this, I mean, you can vouch for it, can't you, mate? You can. My reaction was just, yeah, it was just. Luke Bly is like awesome, the so. epicenter of positivity on planet Earth, um, and so he so he's usually <laughs> positive about most things. But when I, when I get a message, when he's just like flipping out, you've got you've honestly got to check this out. This thing is bonkers good because we were because because obviously we we, we were going to get around to it. Uh, to see what it's all about and check it out, because otherwise we may not have heard of this. Because, um, like I say, sometimes sometimes you just get it, well, it's fate sometimes. And now, upon the, the <laughs> contact oh. from yourself, and then Luke, Luke re- listening to it and digging it, sending me the message, I then jumped in it that evening, and I'm, that's when I met my message back. I was like, "This is this is awesome. Let's get this done." Like you say, because it you can read words on a page and think that's good, that sounds good, or that's a bit naff. But when they're brought to life. In such a way, plus with the sound production, like you get on the Star Wars audiobooks from uh, Penguin and Derry, when you get all that, you can actually like, vividly picture the scenes, whether it's on Coruscant or a planet we haven't seen before. You can picture it, and it's a, it's a testament to what you guys have done over there and to the screenplay as well. But I, I think it's opened the doors for a, a lot of people who may not have even bothered giving the script and eat a look now that they know they can listen to it in nine 20 minute long episodes i mean 20 minutes that's nothing it's i think this i think it could get a lot more people interested in in the project or at least to kind of make it one of those great what if moments in star wars um media so yeah i can attest luke was very 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 excited about this that's so flattering wow 
Thanks. <laughs> I know. You're going to walk away from this with a massive head, isn't you? You're going to be like, That's wow, right. those guys, those Brits know how to hype us up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. man. I'll take Fantastic. it. So I just wanted to ask, um, obviously, we mentioned, we, we, we love the, sh- the episode uh, episodes, and we're looking forward to, obviously, the final three. We'll, we'll obviously mention where they can listen to it shortly. But do you have any more plans for any Star Wars audio? Is this kind of like, gee, do you have to think, do you know what? That Lost Stars book or that those Aftermath books or Resistance Reborn, I fancy giving that a crack now because me, I live, I love and I bleed for canon, all of it. I love the books and I'm putting it on the spot now. I would love to hear some more of the actual canon novels brought to life in this kind of, in a, in a different um, in a different style like you've done. The only challenge with that is the skill that it requires to adapt a book into a mm. screenplay, which is ultimately what we'd need to do is beyond my scope. And I would want, I would want to have a bit more ownership in the, in the property, you know, if we were to do something yeah. again. So, you know, maybe if there was some really great fan fiction out there, or if somebody was willing to adapt, a, you know, adapt some of the canon, then then that's something that I could sink my teeth into for sure. Um, Casey and I are definitely planning a project going forward. Um, it's not Star Wars related at this point, but um, again, if something was presented to us that we thought we could do well with, then we've got the infrastructure set up at this point. We've got people that we know can pull off these characters. And, um, you know, even if they couldn't pull off characters that, that uh, populated a, another work of canon, they could um, tackle them in a different way, you know. So, what about session? What about Star Wars Session Squadron? Luke Bly and Matt Hudson join forces uh, with the Resistance to help. We can do. We, we can be characters. I was, Let's I was just that. thinking that spin-off story, <laughs> fan fiction. Let's get out. There you go done. Yeah. <laughs> and if you if you ever need any British people, um, you know where we are. Yes. You know? Oh, this is good. I wouldn't have to have people faking it. That's it, mate. It's the real deal. We can be the baddies yes. like we are in everything. <laughs> you know how it I is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, ironic. Oh, fantastic. No, Jamie, this this has been absolutely brilliant. And obviously, like um, we've already said on the show, um, we've had six episodes uh, so far, and you've done nine in total, and that is to represent – the nine chapters of the Skywalker saga. Um, So when's, when's the next one coming out, mate? And can you just give us a little hint on what, what, what happens next? So the next one is the 22nd of June. It comes out. uh, So it's every Monday basically. So it'll wrap up on July the 6th. And then um, the week following July 13th, I'm going to release like a supercut. Uh, of everything if you want to just sit down and listen to it without the tops and bottoms in it it'll just run like a like a regular screenplay um wow. but that comes out right at the right at the end of things in terms of what happens in the next few episodes well um the next episode there's a lot of uh ground covered by both ray and kylo one of them lands on the eastern plateau and one of them lands on the western plateau of mortis and you know, they're basically making their way to the temple and they have some interesting um, encounters along the way to going to the Temple of Mortis. And um, when 
they both reach where they're trying to get uh, some really great stuff uh, that would have been just fantastic on the screen goes down and um, it's a shame we don't get to see it. Uh, I'm, I'm really grateful that uh, the team that we put together was able to make something that is as good as it is as an audio play, but boy, oh boy, I would have loved to have seen um, Ray and Kylo square off in, in episode nine based on this Mm -hmm. screenplay. (laughs) It's, it's all the intensity of that battle that they have on the, on the boat in, um, on, um, the moon of Endor, but, uh, it's amped up a little bit more because something greater is at stake, which is, you know, all the life force in the well, uh, at Mortis. So, and just seeing places like Coruscant again and things like that, which would have just been a sweet callback to tie in all the way back from episode one now to episode nine, and also paying paying a, um, a tribute to the characters that JJ and Ryan developed. JJ created and Ryan um, ran with. It would have given them more, you know, to see how they grew. We focus more on them, but and that's you know that isn't what happened. And what we got was the Rise of Skywalker, which is. You know, it's fine. It's okay. So Yeah. Um, it's great. Well before we before before we wrap anything up, I need to ask you, obviously, other than the Jewel of the Fates podcast, two questions actually. Firstly, where can the world listen to the Jewel of the Fates podcast? If they want to and they don't, then they should, because it's excellent. But where can everyone find it? And secondly, what's your favourite Star Wars movie? Oh, okay. I'll I'll go I'll go oh boy. Um, it's Empire Strikes Back is my favorite uh, Star Wars movie, hey. and it's very close with Return of the Jedi, just based on the fact that I had my tenth birthday. Uh, at you know my party for my tenth birthday was taking my friends to go see Return of the Jedi together, and as a ten year old to be with your besties and watch what goes down in the first uh, you know forty five minutes of that film, you, you just can't like you just want to go and jump around in a sand hill and you know pretend to use the force and and be a Jedi. Like it was like, Oh, so inspiring. It's so amazing. But ultimately I do enjoy and can sit down and watch empire strikes back more often. Um, as far as where you can find duel of the fates, if you go to, if you visit duel of the fates.ca, that's the Canadian.com. <laughs> um, duel of duel of the fates.ca you'll find uh everything you need to find you can you can track down those talking fates episodes you can um uh listen to duel of the fates episodes and subscribe to the twitter and all that good stuff there too fantastic mm. fantastic jamie i can't wait to listen to the rest of the jewel of the fates production that you and all of the people have got so much hard work into it so i I really can't wait to get my ears stuck into that um and you bet i'm gonna re-listen to all of it once that super cut comes out uh the hashtag jamie cut comes out on the 13th (laughs) of uh july so thank you so much for coming on thank you so much for coming on it means the world and uh thank you for doing this production thank you for having me and thank you for being so kind this is a This makes me want to uh, definitely do more work in this in this area nice. for sure because this is just great. Star Wars Session Squadron, <laughs> they're out there waiting. That's All it. Right. it. Makes you want to dance on the streets of Toronto. <laughs> That's right. No, <laughs> totally, like what Luke said. Honestly, thank you so much for giving up your time, listeners. 
go check out Jewel of the Fates, jewelofthefates.ca. Uh, support the work that Jamie and his team are doing. And yeah, just wrap yourself into a story which, you know, it's a great what if, but it's a very good what if. So do check it out. Uh, so Jamie again, yeah, thank you. And I know Luke was looking forward to this because he, he was an excited schoolboy when he first heard it. So thank you again, mate. Thank you. Hey, this is Vanessa Marshall, the voice of Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels. And you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. What a lad, what a legend, Jamie. Thank you so much for coming on the show and giving your time to talk some Jewel of the Fates. Now, I fancy a couple of Kef beers. It just so happens to be that our favourite grimy, grungy, dirty little drinking hole, the Bantina, is open, shall we? Oh, you naughty boy. Let's do it, Sam. So let's do it. Oh, look at those guys. It's Jamie. He's come to join us for a drink. Hello, mate. Oh, he's, he's, he's had too many Kef beers after that. Yeah, social media. He's on the beers. He's on the Kef beers. We are social media, whether in another galaxy, they would have preferred J.J. Abrams to Rise of Skywalker, i.e. the one we got, or Colin Trevorrow's Jewel of the Fates, given what we know about it. Uh, we did this just for fun, so we didn't want any arguments, but the results are in. Luke, what did we get? Do you know what, mate? It's a bit crazy, and I'm kind of not surprised by it, if I'm being honest now, especially after this flipping radio drama. Twitter, mm. you guys voted, and 51.2% of you voted for Jewel of the Fates, leaving only 48.8% wanting The Rise of Skywalker by J.J. Abrams. And then going on the flip side to Instagram, you, you guys know Instagram and Twitter, they're a bit different. The people on there think a bit different. On Instagram, 63% of you, 63, voted for Duel of the Fates. Also meaning 37% would prefer the rise of Skywalker. So there we go. The, the victor out of that is Colin Trevorrow and his Mandem and his gang. Uh, they come out pretty strong. They they smash both of those, especially the Instagram one, man. Especially the Instagram one. But there we go. There we That's go. Madness. Twitter literally is literally two percent difference. But Instagram, you guys clearly weren't fans of the Rise of Skywalker. Interesting. Of course, it's all hypothetical and conjecture. It all means nothing because we ain't ever going to see the Jewel of the Fates, other than that banging animated version you can see online. But I thought that was a very interesting. So, guys, thank you everyone for voting. Now, at the beginning of the show, we mentioned our patrons. So, Dan Sexton, take it away. This is madness. It's the best podcast you've ever heard. Star Wars sessions on the mic, it's quite absurd. Got a Patreon now with lots of tears. From $2 a month is all it is. Best podcast. Hello there. Best podcast. Best podcast. Roger, roger. Best podcast. That's right, people. From as little as $2 a month for less than a cup of coffee at a coffee shop, you can listen to amazing content, extra shows from both Matt and I, and a cheeky podcast. Honestly, this is the deal of the century. Nice, spicy, tidy. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. 
the best podcast you've ever heard. Star Wars Sessions on the mic is quite absurd. Got a Patreon now with lots of tears. From $2 a month is all it is. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. The Dandelorian with those beats. Lukey boy, we got some more Patreon oh. questions this week, didn't we? Oh, we did, mate. We did. We got some naughty ones from the patrons. of, And of course, they are some good ones. And uh, the first one is from legend, King of Wales, Luke Summerfield, who asks, Who is your dream casting for a live action Rebels? Hera, Kanan, Ezra, Sabine, Thrawn, and Zeb. Hashtag Palpatine loves a good blue flame. Or, as um, Luke will say, and again, <clears throat> don't hate me here. Oh, Palpatine loves a good blue flame. <laughs> Gavin and Stacey over there. <laughs> you love it. Matty boy, what are you thinking on that question, dude? This was tough, actually. This is potence. Um, because it's easy to say, we'll just get the guys who did the voices to do them. But I haven't done that. I've gone for a couple a couple of out there ones. Some I'd like to see just for a laugh. Like Hera, I've gone for Saoirse Ronan. Uh, what, five million time Academy Award nominee and actress. She's only about 23. Fabulous. Uh, she's got the same facial features as Hera has in the animated show. Kanan, sorry, Freddie Prince. I've gone for another beefcake. Colin Farrell as Kanan. Yes, Ezra, Taylor Gray, Sabine, Tia Sikar. I'm keeping them because I think they do well. And I can't see anyone else doing it, basically. Thrawn, I've gone for Jason Isaacs, who most people would know as Malfoy's governor in Harry Potter. And Zeb, this was tough because like, anyone could play Zeb. So I just picked Steve McFadden, Phil Mitchell from EastEnders. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Mitchell <laughs> coming out. Anyone could do that in the suit. Do you know what? That is spot on, mate. I, I love that. I love that. And actually, the thing is, uh, Matty Boy, you know, uh, you've come along and you've given us an actual legitimate lineup of people, which, of course, is um, very, very impressive. Um, for me, mate, Hera, um, I, I, this is a bit, bit of a different one. And again, excuse me um, while I Google her name. I know her as Phoebe from Friends. Oh, Lisa Kudrow. Yes, Lisa Kudrow, because I... <laughs> <laughs> Steve McFadden and, and Lisa Kudrow yeah. do you know what Kanan I'd keep as um, old um, Freddie Prince Jr mm-hmm. um, I think I think that works I think he's just the right age to do it and it, it would suit him for Ezra um, I'm actually going to put in Finn Wolfhard um, who is known as his role as Mike Wheeler in uh, Stranger Things good show which I thought was a pretty pretty naughty suggestion uh sabine i i again i don't know if this lines up with the age quite right um but probably emma watson <laughs> with an accent yeah cool. thrawn piers brosnan because of that celebration poster yes <laughs> and um zeb i'd just get my mate jake to play him <laughs> Because he'd do Jake a good is. job. Like I could be like Jakey Boy. Do you want to um, spend like the next nine months filming Star Wars? He'd be like, "Yeah, go on then." <laughs> Just yeah. Well, like, you have to, wear, not, yeah. have to wear a purple hair suit, but it doesn't matter. That's it, mate. It'll be all over that. I'll be like, right, hit the gym, mate. Maybe do a few roids. No, I'm only joking. But like, he'd be like smashing the gym, and but I would be like, no, but you need to be eating the right stuff as well, mate. You know, you need to bulk up. That's it. You know, we're not cutting, we're bulking. 
So, yeah. Good shout, my friend. Yeah, I like I like all those. Luke Summerfield, who are your? What's your dream cast, Sim? Everyone out there listening, who would you have as your live action rebels? Would you have Steve McFadden? Would you have Emma Watson? Would you have none of them? Would you have all of them? Let us know. We'd be interested in hearing what all of you have to say about that. So, Snicked eighty seven, the King of Wales. Thank you, sir. And now for someone a little bit local, local boy, huh? Martin Mead, Essex boy. He said, and legend, he said, in Rogue One, Rogue One, huh? The team obviously didn't make it out alive. But if the power were given to you, would you have changed the ending or certain situations, i.e. the character fates? So a good question, uh, Martin. Luke, would you have changed anything about the fates of the characters or the end of Rogue One? No. Fates, eh? Oh, mm, wink, nice. wink. Uh, no, nice do you know what? This is a pretty, this is a pretty naughty question, to be honest. Um, because I like the way Rogue One took all of those risks. Um, but since you're asking Martin so kindly, uh, Chirrut Imwe, I think, would be pretty cool to see him involved in the Jedi Order in some way, or maybe. Um, you'd see him later on in the canon in, in some way. Maybe he gets hunted down by Vader or, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be pretty cool. Um, other than that, you know, I think they will deserve quite a just... Well, no, no, that's a horrible thing to Davey's say. They don't deserve the death. Uh, <laughs> no, do you know what? All I can think of is K2SO. But other than that, I, I'm pretty happy about it. What What about you, mate? Yeah, I, I actually wouldn't change anything. It would have been cool to see Baze and Chira on Endor fighting with the Ewoks or Cassian helping to rescue Han Solo from Jabba's palace. I don't know, Bodhi getting stuff off Hoff. Maybe Jin at the briefing in A New Hope having actually delivered the plans. That would have been quite sweet. But the story works so well because nobody made it out, because you've got the glorious montage of death, as Luke would call it. They, these mm, Those guys made the ultimate sacrifice to save the galaxy and everything that came after Rogue One is because of them and that adds something special to each subsequent movie 4, 5 and 6 and all the rest of them because you know that the genesis of that story was the sacrifice of the Rogue One team so I actually wouldn't mm-hmm. but Martin would you change anything and again listeners would you change anything about Rogue One or the character fates so, yeah it's a nice one thank you for that Martin mate oh Great answer, mate. Great answer. Thank you so much for sending in those naughty questions. Guys, much appreciated. And while we're at it, I'm going to I'm gonna mention it again. We mention it every week. But if you guys are feeling a little bit lonely uh, and want some more community from this podcast, we got it. In it. And it's in the form of a Discord server. It's an app. Download it. And it basically works like a WhatsApp group chat. And we all get to chat on there. We talk every day on there. It's, it's great fun. So if you want that, just IM us. Or DM us and we'll reply with a link to our Discord server. Yes, please do. Uh, if you want to wear any of our merch or buy any of our merch, you can do at tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash Star Wars sessions. Uh, there are regular sale, sales on for take some of the prices off. And if you do end up buying any of the t-shirts, do send us a snap if you're wearing it because we it humbles and honours us so much to see people wearing our stuff. So if you do want to do, do so, that's the website, tpapic.com forward slash user forward slash Star Wars sessions. Yes, absolutely. And guys, please don't forget that the British Podcast Awards are still going and you can still vote for us in there. So please vote for us at britishpodcastawards.com forward slash vote and it would mean the world to us. Gentlemen. 
It's the Star Wars Sessions Game! So that was the music. You know what the music means? It means it's the game, as the title just said. And it's my turn to host this week. So it's a game that Luke threw at me months ago, and I'm throwing it right back at him now. It's called Star Wars Anagrams. I've got a couple of character names which I've used the internet to jumble them up. And you've got to guess what they are based on a couple of weird, weird anagram words. So are you ready, my friend? Oh, mate, yes. Well up for it. I'll be, I'm going to be proper naff at this, but yes. Just to give you a bit of help and for everyone listening, uh, I'm also going to send Luke some of the words because when I say them, it might be quite hard. So I'm going to send them to him at the same time. Oh, yes. Here we go. So the first one is Ryder... Zagreb. Ryder Zagreb. Who on earth is that? Um what? Ryder Zagreb. Um this is And that's, oh, that's both names but um milded into two words, so the first the foot up the word rider may not be the person's first name. Oh no way. <laughs> yeah. Oh my days, Ryder Zagreb. Are you sure it's a trick question, and it's an actual Star Wars? Um, <clears throat> it's an actual Star Wars character, Ryder Zagreb. What are you thinking, mate? Ryder Zagreb, Zagreb Ryder. You, you cheeky so-and-so. I am naff at these, right? Ryder Zagreb. Is it? Burgaz Reddier? Ironic. (laughs) (laughs) Ironic. Yeah, no, didn't think so. I'm so so bad at this. Is it Reb? Reb? What does does it begin with? Uh, It begins with E, and it's a character who we've already mentioned on this episode. There's one let- there's one letter in there which doesn't appear in many names. I'll say that. All right, we've already mentioned it on this episode. Is it E? <laughs> Is it who could it be? So it's from the sequel trilogy. Oh, it's Ezra Bridger. Best podcast. Oh, it yeah. is. Yes, oh. Ezra Bridger. Best podcast. Yeah, mate. <laughs> oh, you helped friend. me there. You helped me there, you naughty boy. But... These are these are quite tough, mate. Oh, but it's, listen, mate. Even if you don't get any of the next few right, you've got the first ones. You got you're on the board at least. That's it. And you got eels, so <laughs> eels up inside. Yeah, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Number next two. One. What we got? This one is. Uh... <laughs> Here we go. This one is diver noise. Diver. Diver noise. It's a female character. Diver Not noise. in a film. Not from a Jedi. Not in a film. Not in a. So it's a female character, fairly prominent, but it hasn't been in a film. Oh. Post Return of the Jedi, mainly. Oh, is it? Breast smells like gin. Uh, what? <laughs> Her breath smells like gin. <laughs> I'm trying to say. I was going to say, is it? Iden Versio, but it's there's oh, 
No, it is. Best yeah. Podcast. Yes, it is. Hey, why does that breath smell like Jim? <laughs> if you remember when you uh, interviewed her at MCM Comic Con. Oh. <laughs> Slightly <laughs> half cut. Oh, yeah. Classic Iden Versio at MCM Comic Con, mate. Classic, like, we were going around interviewing everyone, and there you go, Iden Versio, bowling around Comic Con, half cut. It's like two, it's like two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and the, uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm like, impressive. But, um, no, it was definitely like, at first, I didn't quite realize, which kind of made it even funnier, because, like, because, like, it's only like a few seconds in, I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> Right, we'll see you at the cantina later, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, swaying. And we've said it on the 30-odd show since our Comic-Con recap, which was awesome to listen back to. We've, I think we've mentioned her more than any guest because she was awesome. <laughs> she was legendary. I think it was like her boyfriend or like whoever, like partner or friend, whatever, was like car- almost carrying her around. <laughs> I know. And he looked really he proud like, of yes, her as well. He was like, yes, yeah, look at her has, She has done a... Uh, three pints this morning <laughs> and she can yeah. coordinate sentences that's it so uh, luke Bly is two for two we've got three more then this is uh more interesting than i thought Mate, I, was... I suck at these thanks for your tips on that's the only thing keeping me in well this one and i'm gonna see if we can get this one about any tips and i'm gonna drop it in the chat again so you can see it but this one number three is uh as is 27th of bacon it is cake lists Cake lists. Oh, cake lists. Oh, mate. Is it... Is it Cal Kestis? <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> yes, it is. Yes! <laughs> no, I, like, I like your little tie in there, like 27th Bacon. <laughs> Shout out to 27th Bacon. <laughs> oh, mate, quality. Quality, well, I love is, it. No, Cal Kestis. Okay. <laughs> See, oh. not even a clue, and you got it right. Oh, mate, yeah. No, I don't know. Listen, I, I think it's the force guiding me right now. Yes, yeah, it's, it's Jamie's good vibes coming over from Toronto That's still. That's it, mate. That's it. All that beer he was drinking. Right, number four, then. See if you can get this one. The fourth anagram is Aaron Agile. Aaron, double A, Aaron Agile. Ooh. Is it? Galen Erso. Oh, it's no, not it's Galen not. Erso. There's no S. It's not Galen Erso. There's, it's not. There's no S. Um, is it? Oh. I'm trying to go for a clean sheet here. Um, is it? <laughs> <laughs> is it Ron? Agile, <laughs> Agilia, <laughs> yeah, Agilia, Agilia. Um, it's not Ron Agilia. Oh, mate, that should be a Star Warsy name. Um, can <laughs> I? Uh, one more what, have I got any options? Um, uh, you could ask a friend, but I'm here and I can't really help you with that. Fifty-fifty doesn't count. Ask the audience. Well, Jamie's gone now, and I've forgotten what the other one is. So, uh, phone a phone a friend. Um, I can give you another clue. Go on. It's another female character, and it's somebody who's also been mentioned on this episode. Oh. Is it... 
Hang on, there's a few things you can spell out of this. This is a hard one, because immediately I saw it, I was like, Galen. It's not layer, is it? It's not... Um... No, it's not that. Oh, you naughty boy. And it's a female. It's a woman. Female character, yep. Yeah. Uh, mentioned her on this show a few times already. What? Well, it can't be Janna. Because no. we haven't mentioned her and the letters aren't there. Oh, Matty boy, what are you doing to me? Oh, <laughs> um, it's not. It's not Ray... Because there's no why. Oh, flaming hell! This is this is driving me mental, and I'm getting more nervous. I'm like, oh no, I'm gonna lose it. I'm gonna lose the plot here, Matt. Um, there's no harm in getting one wrong. I'll get. I'll, I'll have to take this as an L, mate. I'll have to take the L. Go on. I feel kind of bad though, because you may have said one of the names already. What in this guessing bit? Yes. It would haunt me when I sleep tonight is if it? I didn't give it you a chance what? of that. Leia? Is What's it... the surname? Leia. Oh, it's Leia Organa. Oh. Yes, it is. <laughs> Do you know what? Do you know what? I was thinking of Princess Leia. That's oh. why I wasn't. Oh, you naughty boy. Okay, as soon fair as you enough. Said it, I was like, go on, say the fair surname. Enough. And then he said no. I was like, ah. Leia Organa. We've got it. Because you got the first You got the first name. So at least give you half, at least. Eh? So, um. But I'll give you the full one. So we're four out of four so far. Because you did Thank get laid. Okay. Thank you, you did... naughty boy. That's all right. I'm a nice guy. If you if you get this one right, which I think you might do, because I've just looked at it, I was like, this is actually quite... It's easy when you know it's, the answer. Is this the last one? This is the last one. If you oh. get this one right, there is a bonus one. Oh. So this one then, the final one, I assume, is, here it comes, <clears throat> Deep Maroon. Deep Maroon. All that, all that that reminds me of is uh, Ochi of Bestoon. <laughs> deep Maroon. Ah, oh, Deep Maroon. Maroon um, 5, Deep Purple, Ochi of Bestoon. Deep Maroon. Male deep. character. <laughs> Matt's like throwing me into Because <laughs> I'm looking at thinking, oh, this is easy, but I can't know oh, the I know, he's like, maybe it's not. Um... Is it? Hang on, mate. <laughs> I can hear like, like people. People have probably already got this listening to it, and I'm here looking at it like, um, Donna. Deep maroon. Deep maroon. Ochi bestoon. <laughs> Awful assassin. Oh, what? Is that a clue for this one? Oh, no, that was just my uh, take on oh. Ochi of Bestoon. It's a male character. Uh, again, kind of mentioned... Well, it hadn't really been mentioned on this episode, but he's fairly pertinent to the main discussion. <laughs> is it... Um... Oh, bro, I am... I am brain-fighting this. <laughs> Damp... I know you can spell damp out of that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> damp ray. Damp P. It begins with a P, right? Surely. Uh, yes. It begins with a P. Like, that's... Ray. It's, um... It's not Pasana. It's no. not... 
It's not Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> no. Nope. It's not um, Plankton from SpongeBob, although I don't even <laughs> like SpongeBob. It's, um... Who the hell is it? Begins with P, male character. And they're not damp. They're not damp. <laughs> P. Oh, bro. Padme? Male Pad- character. Oh, damn it. <laughs> You could show us. Oh. You can make Padme out of that. You can. Yeah, but I know it is a male character. So why do I say that? I'm so <laughs> bad at this. I am so bad at this. I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know what I'm doing here. Um, mate, I might have to give up on this one. Pa. Oh. Pa. <laughs> he's going. Mate, boy's out here going. Oh. 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 Uh, <laughs> I'm literally just like. Yeah, I'm standing out. Pa. Po Dameron. This Poe Dameron! Oh, yes. of course it is! It was of course so it done is. it! Like, people listening would be like, Luke, guys, you don't understand the pressure. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. It's the pressure. It's like it's like when you're watching the telly, you're like scoffing on like Doritos and you're thinking, oh, I can smash that penalty easy. But being <laughs> there in the moment, mate, it's different. It's different. Deep maroon. Well, you got it right, so you're gonna have, you get one more bonus round now. Oh, okay. uh, so you've got a five out of five, so your legacy is secured. You are a Jedi like the Grandmaster. Best Dune legacy, mate. Your best Dune legacy is secured. You are up there with Keller and Beck, mm, uh, nice. best the Jedi Temple Challenger. So the last one then, just for giggles, is yep. Scary Weekly. S K E R R Y W E A K L Skywalker. No. There's two R's. Luke, no. Ray Skywalker. Damp- yes, that's it, yes. Yeah. Easy. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? I like different words. Like, my mind just like clicked to that. I just made Skywalker out of it like that. Easy. But Poe Dameron, no. And, and Aaron Agile, not sure, but Cake Lists absolutely destroyed that. Like a 27th bacon uh, brownie. Destroyed yeah, that's it. it. Destroyed it, mate. Annihilated. That was good, Matty boy. Nice little game Six to end off mate. a good little show. Mate, a that good was a great show. show. It's a great show. It's great to have Jamie do one. And guys, one more time. Uh, if, you, if you're not aware of the Jewel of the Fates podcast or audio drama, go check it out. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts. Jewel of the Fates, all one word, dot C-A. Honestly, check it out. It's, it's a lot of fun. Great voice acting, good sound design, good production. Uh, and Jamie's a lad, as you've just heard. So go and support that. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And thank you again for listening and supporting our weekly little Star Wars show from the British Isles, guys. Thanks. Yes, from Costa del Essex. But unfortunately, 68 episodes in. That's that for this one of Star Wars Sessions. But the fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone. So where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? Yay, come find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. That is our official website. You can find us on Twitter at Star Wars Session with no S at the end. They can slide into our galactic DMs on Instagram at Star Wars Sessions. Or feel free to drop us a cheeky voice note or message to our email address, sws at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. And if you want to support the show further, please consider checking out our patreon at patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions come here come and join matilda as one of the new members of the session squadron we may even be on star wars session squadron an audio drama one day we're also we definitely are on anchor fm spotify apple podcast stitcher tune in 
everywhere in this galaxy you could find a podcast, we're there. If you love our show, please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice. And head on over to podchaser.com. It's the IMDB for podcasts. We're on there and it's awesome. So if you have a 30 second spare, please do drop us a positive review as it helps the show grow. It helps us more than you'll ever know. And we always say we love hearing from you guys each and every week. So thank you again. Yes, and please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your nearest Canadian, tell your Ewok, tell your cousin, the more the merrier, the Kessel Spicier. That's it, tell the eels as well. Tell them this is the podcast you're looking for. So until next time, from me, see ya, and from Luke, Eels boy! (laughs) (laughs) May the force be with you. Luke! They are Essex-based podcast heroes. Always remember, your focus determines your reality. Tell that to Kanja Club.